Hi, and welcome to another episode of Rate That Album, where two guys from the Midwest talk about uh, albums. We go into the history of it, discuss kind of what some things were. Um, we go all over the board. Uh, with uh, I am your host, Paul Muadib. I will be stepping out for this episode after this intro. Um, but as always, there is the one, the only, Joseph Fremming. Joseph, how you doing, sir? I can't believe you found an album worse than Sane Anger. Like, <laughs> and that quick of a turnaround, too. I, I am I am fucking floored. <laughs> Uh, so you were not a fan of this album. Uh, we did um, the, for those of you that didn't listen to the last episode, the uh, 2003 debut album, studio album, by none other than the professional wrestler, Mr. Macho Man Randy Savage. Yeah, yeah, it was it was bad. Like, I... I <laughs> well, I'll talk about it with the guests, but, you know, I, my, it was just, Okay, all right. I'm gonna just say it, <laughs> Paul. You play wrestling games like I do, right? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. I love my wrestling games. So every song on here sounds like a generic track from the PlayStation SmackDown games, where you create for your create a character, but like the only difference is you have Macho Man rapping over the generic <laughs> Limp Biscuit slash generic hip hop. That's we'll, what this was. We'll get into that. Um, so I'm going to step away. And in my place, we, we've we've able to get a medium to bring back the one, the only Macho Man Randy Savage to talk about his album. Um, one moment here. Wait, I got to put these headset on? Yeah, yeah, put the headset on. It's a little small. What are you, some kind of tiny man? Yeah, well, shut up, dude. Just get on the fucking... Another thing, all right? We're waiting for you. Don't talk to Macho Man that way. Dude, sorry. All right. All right, you go. I'm getting in the studio. <clears throat> uh, can you hear me? Uh, I can't hear him over the towels of yours. I stole Macho Man. <laughs> Touch my towels. Nobody touches my towels or my shampoo. You leave my stuff alone. I bring that from home. <laughs> well, don't leave her laying around, you chucklehead. Come on. All right, let's talk about your album here, Macho Man. My, my 2007 by Big Records? Yeah, that was a great album. <laughs> what, do you, what do you want to talk about? You're going to tell uh, me how amazing uh, it was? Uh, why? 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 The big reason was, it, was did, you, did you need money, Macho Man? Did, 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 why does this thing exist? And why what? did Paul throw it my way? And why are you? What's the afterlife like? Well, I know, I know. You're in heaven with Andre the Giant, and he didn't like you. We we get along now. It's okay. It's okay. We uh we buried the patchet as it were under Saint Peter's grave. Um, so I've never been humble my whole career, you know. And I'm not gonna start now, especially after dying. But when I came out with that album, the madness was gonna run wild. It's called Be a Man, and they had 13 hits on there, and they're gonna rock all the house. Oh yeah, that's how you. It was 13 hits. 13 hits of playtime, yeah. Yeah, you could say there was 13-something on this 14-track album. 
They were all they were all the cream of the crop. <laughs> so, Macho Man, how did this come about? How did you decide to make a hip hop album? Well, what inspired you? Did you listen? Did you even have you even heard a hip hop album before? So this is a really good, uh, this is kind of a good question. Um, you know, I've been working with boxers in my hometown of St. Petersburg, and I ran into big three records chairman, Bill Edwards, oh yeah, who was managing a local boxer at the time, and we got along, and you know, I, I listened to Eminem and Run DMC and LL Cool J and among others, and you know, he said, hey man, you're not doing much in the wrestling. I said, "Oh, I got my comeback coming." And he said, "Well, why don't you bring it to the, bring it to the studio, and then you can take it to the ring." And I said, "That's a great idea." Oh, yeah. What ring, though? Because uh, around this time, you had a falling out with a uh, Mr. Vince McMahon, or the humble, uh, down-to-earth CEO of World Wrestling Entertainment. That happened a long time ago. Yeah, see, um, that happened. Uh, what happened was I, I didn't want to be an announcer. Yeah. And Vince McMahon was not going to let me wrestle. So he made me a color commentator. Yeah. And I took that Slim Jim contract. I went to Eric Bishop, who's giving out fat, fat contract at the time. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And uh, I went to him and I said, hey, I want to get out of the WWF. And, you know, this is my price. And Eric met it. So I took that and I took my Slim Jim money and I didn't bother telling Vince because he pissed me off. I just left that day. Oh, yeah. He found out when I was on air. Mm-hmm. I taught Mitch McMahon a good lesson. Yeah, you tell you when you don't cross the match on me on you. All right. <laughs> Recent, last year, a few years ago, John Oliver did a thing on wrestlers as private contractors who would get no health insurance. Do you think that contributed to some of the mental illness that led you to make this album. <coughs> you son of a bitch. I didn't come here to be made fun of all day. I didn't come back from the dead just to be ripped on by some little pipsqueak. But I could kick. Now it's in Minnesota. But I will tell you what. There was a lot of problems there. Yeah, my buddy, my good friend, Vessi Ventura. Yeah, he tried. He tried to make that happen. But the Hogan, who's not a man... Be a man, Hogan. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, okay, so let's get into some of these tracks, Macho Man. Uh, obviously, the you know the elephant in the room is "Be a Man," a diss track at Hulk Hogan, uh, which uh, you know made me realize that at the time you made this, the rivalry most of us know about between you and Hogan was already twenty years old. Uh, was there any specific reasons you had to rekindle this this rage at wrestling's most overrated entertainer, the man with the skin of a hot dog and the silken hair of a Chinese man? I like as it's always sunny in Philadelphia described him. I'm suddenly beginning to like the cut of your gym, kid. Yeah. Mm. I like the way you describe that little piece of trash. Yeah. You see, the thing that people don't understand is that my Hogan and I never got along. See, yeah. He wouldn't. I mean, we made the money together, right? But he caused me and Elizabeth a lot of problems. Him and his wife. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. And so I just had to get it out because it was never over. See, it was never over between Hogan and I. No, no, There's a lot of things that went down there. He's a punk. He couldn't wrestle. I mean, you see the moves he's got. What, a leg drop mm-hmm. and a big boot? Come on, I was going off the top rope. Cream of the crop. Macho madness running wild. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And plus, you know. Hogan did irreparable harm on journalism when he sued Gawker into nothing. So he's the not love a, sponge. Yum. Yeah, yeah. Too much seafood. We all remember him burping up seafood as he's banging his best friend's wife. Him and David Hasselhoff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, so uh, there's one track I want to bring up because... He, it's my one of my personal favorite wrestlers. Your perfect friend, Mr. Perfect, Kurt Hennig. Wow. What inspired this track? He died of an overdose, yeah, see. And Kurt Henning, he was a real man, unlike Hogan. Or that horrible uh, Ultimate Warrior, yeah, Jim Helwig. Mm-hmm. Tell you what, who is not up there in heaven with me and Andre the Giant, Jim Helwig, yeah. Mm. <laughs> You got to understand that um, I had to. I had to get my feelings out. You know, I'm a real sensitive kind of guy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I just had to get that out. You know, I had to let Kenning know. I had to let my good friend Kurt know and pour a beer out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I care about him. When was the last time you saw him? God damn it, I'm not putting up with this. What? What? Where are you going? I'm going back to heaven. I don't want this. <laughs> All right. Um, I guess I'm back. Sorry, Joe. What did you do? What did you do to? What did you do to Macho Man? Well, I asked him the tough questions, Paul. You know, you know me. I have that b- background in journalism, and so it. You know what? <laughs> he went on about Mr. Perfect, and I just calmly asked when was the last time he saw him, and his response told me all I needed to know. He probably didn't even know Mr. Perfect. Oh, <laughs> harsh, harsh. So, wow. Well, I'm glad we were able to get him for a little bit. I was hoping to keep him the whole podcast, but, uh, you know, beggars can't be choosers. So, <clears throat> yeah, um, I, I, get, I wasn't in the studio, and I apologize for that. So let's just get kind of caught up here. Joe, what is your take? Before we get into, like, the making of the album and things like that, what, I mean, was there anything on this album that you liked? I didn't mind uh, my perfect friend, but that's again. I'm I'm a little biased because you know I like Kurt Heading growing up. So, uh, but no, there was really nothing on this album I enjoyed, and okay. I think that really upset Macho Man during her interview. Uh, it's just you know, I didn't want to lie to him. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and also you know, maybe I went in with more biases than I should have. You know, given the fact that how he treated Miss Elizabeth. I just, you know, sometimes you got to put these guys to task. Absolutely. absolutely. It was the no spin zone, Paul. No. And no. he couldn't handle it. He couldn't, he couldn't handle the no spin zone. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, but God, that's a throwback to a guy. I never wanted to think about again. Yeah. So let's talk about this album. So, it really, again, I think um, I'm I'm not sure where you guys got in the interview, but Macho Man was hanging around boxing clubs and was trying to get in the real um, sports and that type of thing because he was just done with 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 all the wrestling at the time. And well, he's you know, a pretty good baseball player. 
he was an he was an amazing baseball player. Like he, in his he came up with that training with what was it like some with car tires? Like he would throw the ball. Yeah, good at tires. To like, and he ended up like a with a really solid arm. So yeah, I, like I'm aware of his like. Yeah, he was a really interesting guy. Except for that interview, he became kind of a piece of shit. But yeah, you know, I've heard you know. the interviews. Interviews aren't good with the Macho Man sometimes. So well, I mean, uh, you'll hear it when you edit this, man. Like, eh. He went sideways on me real quick. <laughs> well, I, I'll see what kind of questions you ask, and I'll see what side I'm on. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> you know, what, one of the things was, so he got together with this Big Three Records. And Big Three Records, you know, when it comes to rap, I'm, I, like, I like rap. I like some. But some of it I don't get into, right? Well, we just and, reviewed a really good rap album last week. Right, right. And when it comes to things like Big Three Records and kind of what they're doing in terms of, um, you know, that kind of rap catalog and things like that, it's that it's that Nelly kind of style rap that's there. Well, it's kind of pay, paint by numbers. Yes. And it's, just, it's not really inspired. It's just to make quick money. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of just repeating the hook over and over. You know, with maybe a few little bit of raps here and there, but it's always about that hook and that pop. And that's just not the style of rap I'm into. And I think you're kind of maybe in the same boat. You know what I mean? Because yeah, it's yeah. just because one that's more in, more interesting to me than just like a club uh, club banger, as the kids say. Yeah, and that's exactly what this was, right? And there's a couple of things I don't like on it, but he worked on it with like DJ Cool. Who helped him on it? A couple other people came on. You know, uh, when you listen, colors and Aja. Yeah, Aja, Primary Colors, exactly. You can hear, um, you know, and it was produced by the Rascals. Um, you know, it was. I wouldn't even really call it hip hop. You know what I mean? Well, uh, that was another thing. My interpretation, because it reminded me a lot more of like Limp Biscuit shit. Yeah, it's like, you know, when I said that generic wrestling music, because that was like huge because like, you know, the games got uh, rolling because that was the Undertaker's. And a lot of this just sounds like the Undertaker would roll out in a stupid motorcycle with a lot of these songs. Yeah. Yeah. And I think one of the big things, too, is that what I was expecting when I heard this was, you know, when I think Macho Man's going to put out a rap album, I think we're going to I think it's going to go nuts. I think it's going to yeah. be a crazy rap album, right? Yeah, I thought so, it was going to be weird or like... Raw. So let's get a... This is a novelty album. Yes, yes. This and is an absolute novelty. A, and for a novelty album, you got to have a little bit of charm to it. Yes. Like rap and Rodney. Rodney Dangerfield's mm-hmm. hip stuff. I mean, it's bad, but like it, it's stupid hilarious. Yeah. This is just like bland. And, it was uh, very bland. And in interviews... Savage talks about it only being a 13 song album. As you pointed out, there's 14 tracks on this goddamn. I, I think that upset him. <laughs> I think it did too. I think the accusations that he doesn't know how to count. Yes. Um, maybe I did bring up he. I did allude he might have CTE and that might have contributed to the. Maybe, maybe, maybe just a tidge. But yeah, I mean, the story behind this really was just him kind of. And it was a promotional thing. And I really think, you know, um, that it was that it was um um really supposed to kind of be part of his comeback thing and then he died shortly afterwards you know what i mean um when did he die it was like uh, 2012 i think he died 
Yeah. Or maybe 2010. Like, because it, it was like he had a heart attack while he was driving, right? Yeah. He died 2011. And I think he anticipated this kind of like being a big thing. And I don't think it was. And it didn't well, really it generate. It came out shortly after the Spider Man movie came out. And he was, uh, he had a cameo yes. in that, a very charming. I like very- as, as the wrestler in that. Yes, I got you for three minutes. Yeah. Three minutes of playtime. Yeah, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. Hey, is Macho Man back in the studio here? <laughs> no, I can't do Macho Man's voice. Come on, let's be honest, man. I, you know, no, that's Macho Man's his own thing. Um, that was my terrible impression of it. Um, yeah. So w- when you when you look at what this was, um, you know, it was. Uh, I think this was supposed to be part of like a. Big, like he really thought his career, you know, with acting and things like that was going to go on. And, um, n- no, it's it just, it's, it doesn't do it. Um, like I, I'm going to read you a, 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 <laughs> a review on Amazon, as it were, <laughs> from this album. Uh, this comes from Samuel S. When I first downloaded this album, I put it on my pink iPod Nano and turned up the jams. The moment I played the album from the very first song, I was enthralled. First of all, the beats are off the chain. Second of all, Savage's voice is stripped Ron Gritty. He's the next DMX. He's the best lyricist since Rakem. Most definite. The things he was saying were so clever and inspirational. The way he ripped Hogan was perfect and totally called for. The album flowed seamlessly from track to track. His rhymes were exquisite and took me to another dimension. It was an out-of-body experience. It's just too bad he passed away in 2011. I would have loved to have heard a third album from this warrior poet. Um, But the best rappers die before their time. Tupac, Biggie, Big Pun, Randy Savage. Buy this this album and pour one out for this hip-hop legend. Wait, wait, wait. Third album? Is there another album? (laughs) Uh, I think there is a second album. Holy shit. Uh... Yes, uh, I think so. Um, maybe I don't know. Uh, this person said there should have been a third album. I don't remember um, there being a, th- a second album. If there well, is, I haven't heard it. Like the man himself, even his fans can't count. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know of a of a of a third of a of a, of a second album. Um, yeah, so. You know, there's just a lot that was going on there in terms of why it came about. Um, You know, Randy was into it and he wanted to do it and all this stuff. But as far as it goes, you know, it's not one of the things that bothered me with it. When this one, like he rhymes dude like five times. Right. And um, they they cut out, you know, there's a part where he's calling someone, you know, um, bullshit. And they're cutting out the swears. Because it's still trying to be radio kid friendly, and when it came to this, and really especially when it's a this album, I expected more. Like I really do think he thought that this was going to be something that was going to blow up, and it was going to drum another Hulk Hogan Macho Man run. I mean, they may not have gotten along. Um, yeah, but you that know. doesn't mean a whole lot. I mean, if you can make money with other people, I mean. You don't have to get along with somebody to be able to work with work with them, right? And that's you know that's kind of the thing when you hear a lot of people about Hogan, you know they don't say a lot of bad. I mean they don't like him, but they all say the same thing: I made a lot of money with him, yeah. right? Well, now they won't work with him. 
Yeah. <laughs> just because they don't have any respect for them. No, no, this no. This was before, you know, the Gawker thing. Like, yeah, this was way before the Gawker thing. So, yeah, I don't think there was a second, like, I there wasn't a second album from this guy. So, um, you know, but, yeah, I, I mean, this is just kind of the things there, you know. It definitely is a novelty. Um, you know, Be a Man isn't necessarily a bad track. But, you know, when you, again, I'm, I'm going to kick your butt. You know, it's hard for me to take you seriously as a rapper, right? Or the thing, or like, I brought it up with the interview with my, like, this was, like, a lot of people just assume, like, that beef with Hogan, you know, and the was done in the 80s like what, what is this like maybe they had some in their wcw days like, oh. i don't know but like the 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 prime rivalry most people remember is the 80s thing with ms elizabeth that's yeah. what people remember was so the mega like, power wait this is still going on <laughs> so um again as as we call him cunt hogan uh, you know he yeah he pulled some shit even in wcw like um you know, because what happened with um, uh, there's there's a lot of things there. Hogan, Ho- Hogan had complete and utter creative control, um, in his contracts when it came to his character. So much so that at one point he was supposed to lose a king of um a Royal Rumble King of the Ring type situ a, a Rumble type situation to Macho Man, and mid mid match he went to the ref and said, I'm not, I'm changing it <laughs> like mid match and macho man was pissed. And this happened in WCW. I think it was. And he pulls shit like, like that. All the time. Screwed <laughs> right. Right. I mean, and Hogan was notorious for doing that type of shit. Like one time uh, in WCW, I know macho man won the, won the belt and, or whatever. And Hogan comes in uh, had nothing to do with the match or anything and makes it all about him. Like starts challenging him to a match. Wouldn't even let Randy have his celebration, nothing. And was just immediately trying to draw all the attention on the him. Like this is something that, that was kind of a continuance uh, throughout that. So again, they drew a lot of money together, but let me tell you something. I don't believe for one bit that they, that Hogan story that they made up. No, I don't believe that one bit. Uh, I think they absolutely well, hated. He's infamous for uh, rewriting history. Hundred percent. Yeah. yeah, he's like yeah. I, as the years gone on, I've just learned to just despise him, and mm-hmm. it, I think that's mutual because like there's a lot of wrestlers who just will refuse to work with them. Yeah, you watch all these wrestling documentaries that are not put out by WWE or whatever. Uh, if you get them candid, they'll just be like, "I'll never fucking work with that guy again." Yeah, um, I think what Bret Hart said that, and you know, fuck. Bret Hart said that, you know. But Hogan, I give one thing his due, though. You know, uh, <coughs> Hogan. You know, if you're a friend of Hogan, man, you you worked. Like, look what happened with um Brutus the Barber Beefcake, right? That was a that was a that's like his best friend, and uh, you know you, you know those the stories I think that Macho Man told was one of them that uh, you know they were both banging Linda. Um, and, uh, you know, but if he had this group of friends, like those are all the people that he brought with him, the WCW, and it's the same group of people he brought into him when he went to TNA, um, that he's like, I know I can make money with these people. I can draw with these people, blah, blah, blah. You know, so there, there was that to be said for it, but it also was this, um, you know, I mean, you look, you go back 
and you look at, I don't understand in that day and age how he was a how he was a face, at the way he behaved and things like that. Like he was a total heel character, he was a total heel, and behind the scenes he is. Uh, I, and the thing is, like he's really good with PR, so he sold himself pretty well to that yeah. people. Yeah. So when it comes to this album, though, I mean, okay, you got the intro, whatever. I'm back. Okay. Uh, are you ready? You got hit the floor with DJ cool. I mean, it, there isn't really, the only standout track really is my perfect friend in my mind. It's the best song on the album. Yeah. The rest of them just kind of blur into one another. Like they, they really don't, uh, differentiate to me a whole lot. It's just generic Uh, beats and him doing his thing over it, which, Again, it doesn't really have any of his charm to it, which is another weird thing. Yeah. This guy is like, you know, he could be incredibly hilarious and uh, witty. And like, just none of that shines through on this at all. Yeah. And if I remember correctly, uh, you know, and the songs really blur together. Um, I think it's the song. What's that all about? Um, it's the one that, yeah, yeah, it is. It's the one that says, you know, where the hook is, uh, first you love me, then you hate me, want to leave me, pretty lady. Um, I really feel, I think that was an Elizabeth. That was a tribute to Miss Elizabeth. Um, you know, it was really, I think, you know, there is there is some realism in here. The problem is, it's not, it's boring. Yeah. Right, and that's what's what's the cardinal sin you and I you and I have always talked about. It's being yeah. average. Yeah, if it's boring or average, it's mm-hmm. he, Brown and I have the same thing in the Joe down. If we pick a movie and it's boring, it's it makes it even more difficult to like even review. Yes, because like uh, you know, it's just like holy shit! Like this movie, if something's boring and nothing stands out, it's hard to you know latch on to something and like you know make something out of it and this happens like that there's just really nothing no and that's that's the big problem again even the song like feel the madness you're the i mean you went as the madness king for a while right like that was your thing he was the over the top and he just feels it's this is like macho man through a, a watered filter you know what i mean like i expected a lot more like i was expecting either nuts or like Shatner level terrible. And what we got was run of the mill boring club music with a lot of w, with a lot of wrestling references. I don't know who the audience was for this. Yeah. You I, know, I, even my friends at this time we were into wrestling. I don't know anybody who had even paid any attention to it. Right, right, right. Yeah. And you know, and that's kind of the thing. So yeah, I think this was, um, this was shortly after he left, um, or you know, was running in the problems in the um, in WCW. I think WCW closed shortly after. Yeah, well, uh, Vince bought it, didn't he? Yeah, well, yeah, and then shut it down. Yeah. Um, when was that? I think uh, it was like it, the it, 2000s. It, it was two thousand one. Yeah, yeah. So you know, at that point, they hadn't gone over the TNA yet and all this stuff. And I don't. And Macho Man was not allowed to go back to WWE. Yeah, no, Vince wouldn't work with him. No, no. And um, can't believe you know, I, I don't understand why. Uh, well, <laughs> do we talk about that right now? I, I think mean, you talked about it with Scott on your guys's. Thing. 
Yeah, I mean, we, I mean, we, uh, yeah, I think we so did, but you guys went into that detail already, so yeah. And the thing with it is, is that you, you don't know. You know what I mean? There, there is, there's, there's people who say yes, there's people who say no. So it's one of those things where if you know what we're talking about, great. If you don't, you're not listening to this because we're not a wrestling podcast, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're not a wrestling podcast. Um, you know, yeah, I mean, like, be a man. You know, the dis, the 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 lyrics on it. Uh, let me just, I mean, um, let me let me just pull it up here. Um, they're they're not that great. I mean, again, you're supposed to be, you know, hot diggity damn Hogan. I'm glad you set it off. Used to be hard Hulk. Now you gone soft doing telephone commercials. I seen you dancing in tights as a ballerina. I knew all along you had those tendencies because you've been running from macho like you got a disease. Um, dude, please, your pay-per-views were a joke. You're avoiding Randy Savage because you know you'll get smoked. Um, if I remember correctly at the time, um, he was actually trying to get a just a pay-per-view real, real wrestling match between him and Hogan at the time and Hogan refused to do it. Um, but this was something that macho man was trying to do was, um, was get it, you know? And, uh, <laughs> I mean, I got, I got to bring up, I got to bring up this, this, cause this, this is how childish this is. They call you Hollywood. Don't make me laugh because you're moving. Your acting skills are both trash. Your movie straight to video. The box office can't stand. Well, I got myself a feature role in Spider-Man. No, you didn't. And yeah, no, you didn't. You. <laughs> <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> and no, you didn't. No, you didn't. And no, you didn't. Um, you know, uh, you know, cause, and he ends it with, um, you, you called my dad on the phone. Um, uh, man, you a chump. Cause you've really got static, take it up with me and I'll punk your butt for the world to see. It's like, come on, you know, you're macho man. Be crazy. Be crazy. You're the cream of the crop. Like this should have been some awesome raps. This should have been some really awesome takes. And it's just, I, I feel like it's just, you know, this, like someone wrote these things down for him to say, like he didn't come up with any of this shit. Yeah. That's how I felt too. It's just, you know, nothing's standing yeah. out. It's just really just, Bland. Yeah, it's just it's 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 that's the sad thing about it. Again, Perfect Friends, good. I think it is actually a very touching tribute um, to Kurt Henning, and I know they know each other. I mean, they they were friends. They did drive together, all that kind of stuff. But other than that, dude, between the title track and my Perfect Friend, and the only reason why the title track stands out to me because the name of the fucking album. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, uh, Well. And technically, okay, you could call it 13 songs. I get it because there's an intro. It's like a 47-second intro. It's not really a thing. So, okay, let's call it 13 tracks. Maybe Macho Man isn't wrong. Um, but I just, I, I can't. You know, I've talked about this before. If someone does a music album that's a, not a musician, I have to listen to it. And I didn't think you were going to hate this as much as, as you did with St. Anger. Oh, God. Yeah, uh, this, this one just, oh, just rubbed me the wrong way like everything about it i was just i was livid <laughs> i would see and i just thought it was gonna be like a funny little novelty album that we could just kind of you know poke fun at and be like ha 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 i didn't really realize it was gonna make you that upset um well you know that's the thing is this because of how generic it is uh-huh what in my mind it should have been yeah yeah that's probably the most upsetting <laughs> thing and i, and I, I can get that and i can get that 
Um, you know, I, 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 the beats, there's some beats on it. I do like, there's a few things around. I mean, again, I do think macho had a great voice. I think, you know, had he been able to do more that cut loose, I think he could have done a really good album. I think he does have the rap voice. It's that nice gravelly tone that that does work, but it's what he's saying that doesn't work. Yeah. So, um, I think we can call this one a kind of a short episode, bro. Um, there really isn't much else we could say about this. I, I mean, I, would you recommend it? No, 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 <laughs> no. I, 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 you know, again, I like this kind of thing because it's just, you know, it's a fascination to me. Like these people that well, don't make me entertaining. That'd be different. This just mm-hmm. isn't entertaining. It's. And it is, it isn't. And, you know, if it entertaining good or entertaining bad, I would have been able to recommend it. Yeah, but that's different, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> At least it's entertaining, you know. Like, I was expecting something like, you know, the, the audio version of the room weirdness. And I, just, I got, like, fucking generic hip-hop from an era I hated hip-hop. <laughs> and the, and this is the thing with it. Like, like, like 32 chambers, 36 chambers, this is not. Right. <laughs> There's just there isn't because all it is is it's a couple ver- like really just a couple verses and then someone else singing the hook. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like expecting like ODB craziness out of Macho Man, you know? Exactly, like, exactly right. And, we, and when you don't get that, it's like, well, what what was the point? Then? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because I think they should have let him go ODB crazy on it. Um, I think it would have been better, especially you, know, you got tracks like Feel the Madness and Macho Thing, tear it up. You think, all right, you know, are you know. Um, gonna be trouble, you know. The the you just go okay. This is gonna be there's gonna be some shit on here, and it's it's very G rated. Yeah. Um, and I think that's also one of my big things is uh, I, rap doesn't feel real to me. It's it's this is this to me comes off as Utah rap, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Mitt Romney rap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is Mitt Romney rap, right? Like this is family friendly rap. Ooh, Macho Man, he's kind of got an anger thing going. Let's watch let's, that let's, edge, kids. Yes, yeah, he's, he's gotten that edge. Ooh, he's gonna kick someone's butt. behind they're gonna kick him right in the keister yeah right in the keister right and that's and that's what you got here because he does say keister in here a couple times and it's just it's 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 juvenile it's juvenile is what it comes off as so all right joe um what are we doing let's let's forego the plugs right now till i get us caught up what (laughs) what are we doing next week Paul, we're doing something a little different next week. <clears throat> mm-hmm. I am bringing us back to 1985. We're mm-hmm. going to look at two performances, Paul. Two, two per- performances at Live Aid. Oh, God. One legendary and one infamous. What the fuck are we doing? We're going to be watching two sets, and then we're going to review it. Oh, God. We're going to watch Queen's set at Live Aid. Okay. And we're going to watch Led Zeppelin's disastrous reunion. Oh, my God. Now, uh, did you even know Led Zeppelin reunited at Live Aid? I, a lot of people don't because they have tried to, they have not authorized any release of that. I, I had no idea that they did. Yeah, this, and I'll talk about it. But this came because I read uh, Phil Collins' memoirs. Not yeah. yet. Because he plays <laughs> drums with Led Zeppelin at this reunion. <laughs> Oh, God. 
Okay. I'll talk about that next week. But how yeah. do I, okay, so how do I find this? It's on YouTube. It's Both on YouTube. We're on YouTube, so I found it. So, okay, so Live Aid, uh, uh, 1985, Led Zeppelin. All right. All right, so let's see here. And I'm watching the full 22-minute concert yep, of it? full 22 minutes, and we're going to do the Queen's full 22 minutes. And All we're right. Gonna, we're going to kind of see... How one uh, one band does a comeback well, and another band doesn't. Oh God! All right, I have seen I have seen the Queen live aid, and it is. Fa- I mean, we'll talk about it, but yeah. I I, I wanted it. to like balance this a bit. I wanted us to have something good to watch and something. I watched this Led Zeppelin one. <laughs> My jaw dropped, Paul. <laughs> no, let me ask you this: Is it? Is it? Guns and Roses disaster in Rio bad. <laughs> Paul, we'll get into it. I, I don't want. I don't want to give you anything. I just want. I'll be All interested right. to with your reaction. All right. It's, it's, it's apparent almost right off the bat. All right. Fair. All right. All right. I'll check it out. Um, but yeah, um, short episode. Um, hopefully. Um, now, I know we're forgoing the plugs, but hopefully, actually, this week, I'll be, I guess, really, really caught up. I know we're behind this. This will be a weekly podcast, and it's turning in like a monthly one, and that's not okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> we'll get it back on track here. Um, no, I have no excuses other than uh, with working again. It's kind of put me behind a little bit. So, um, But we are getting caught up, and my God, uh, I listened to the Amanda Lear one yesterday. Oh, you guys are in for such a treat. <laughs> I don't think, I don't think, I think we actually stop at one point and just had like a two minute laughing fit. Uh, hey, that, that was something else, man. <laughs> it really was. It really, really was. So yeah, we got some really good stuff for you guys. Um, but uh, in the meantime, we'll, you know, fuck, avoid, avoid this one. And Joe, do you want to take us out? No. <laughs> <laughs>